Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. <laughs> I'm Joel, everybody. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're doing... some too hip for the room inside joke stuff we were just doing. Yep. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're just doing a... a sim this is going to be kind of a... Uh, just a just a getting to connect with the fans episode. We haven't really done this yet, so we thought like, hey, why not like chat with the fans? And so in the chat, you're welcome to toss out your questions to me and Joel as long as they're not too personal, not too inappropriate. Uh, they will be hopefully addressed and answered. Normally, what we do is uh, we'd like to have like a little bit of lead up and maybe do like a hashtag and then have everybody submit their questions and we pull out of a hat. And I think that's what we'll do in the future. Yeah. Uh, but for now. Just, you know, this is, we were talking about Wild West characters represented in Justice League Unlimited, the animated series. Uh, this is the, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go Wild West with this one and just see what happens. <laughs> yeah, you know, we figured this would be a good time to do something like this, especially because after multiple episodes of the Elseworld Exchange, what, what's even the count on that now? Oh, uh, yeah, good question, actually, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, hey, chat, answer that one for us. We figured we built a big enough community around this show and a big enough fan base where it's like, well, let's just engage the fan base then. Yeah, right? They, they Yeah, they want to know. They want to... And you know what's fun? I like doing these. I just, like, I feel bad doing them too often because I don't want to, like, you know, overdo it. I don't want to... You, you don't want to dilute the brand, man. Yeah, we don't want to dilute, like, the, the, the show. You know, we don't want people to be like, another one where we ask questions? I already asked my question. They answered it already. Like... <laughs> The, the sanctity of the Elseworld Exchange. Yeah, exactly. Uh, plus, this is the show where you go to ha to hear opinions and to agree or disagree with them, but to continue the conversation in the chat. That's the show. It's not. It's not all about like what are you guys up to? You know, what do you do when you spare time? You know, like nobody wants to hear yeah. about that. But once in a while, it's kind of fun to do. So it is. It totally is. Before we uh, so let's uh, you have the chat in your window as well, Joel. I believe I do. But I uh, sure do. so what we'll do is we'll just we'll just we'll just back and forth it. You know, we'll just grab questions as they go. Um, here's a good one from Shadow Gabriel. What was the first interaction between you two? I met you through the weekly poll weekly and poll. vice versa. Yep, you uh, you were a guest in the weekly poll. And, and then I just never went away, as is my M.O. Yes. when it comes to joining groups. It, I come, I impress, then I just never leave. Yeah, it's also the M.O. for most members of the weekly poll. If you come on the weekly poll and you make an impression... Odds are you'll become a member of the cast. <laughs> it's a, and how like uh, this show, Elseworld Exchange, just came apart. We were just kind of shooting the shit in Skype one day, and you're like, you know what? This is really good material we're doing. Let's turn on the cameras and get this. Yeah, this is a show. That's how Backish was born. It was just we were sitting there shooting the shit, and Tiffany's like, put on the camera and then make a damn buck off of it. And I'm like, fair enough. <laughs> That's, that, that's a smart lady you got there. Thank you. Oh, here's another good one from a Fat Snorlax. What's worse, <laughs> One More Day, Shadowland, or Arsenal's Trucker Cap? I hate them all immensely. They're all so terrible. Uh, they're all terrible in their own different ways, though. One More Day is depressing. Arsenal's Truck Cap is trashy. And what was the other one? Uh, Shadowland. Shadowland just is f utterly forgettable. Sh Shadowland is a black mark in the otherwise sterling history of Daredevil. Yeah, I mean, it's Daredevil has a couple of uh, a couple of stinkers, peaks, but uh, but that's there's one... a couple fall from graces. But I'm saying usually, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, Shadowland was the was the worst one in recent memory. It's just kind of like, yeah. oh yeah, don't forget they could always screw it up. <laughs> it's true. No matter how good a succession of writers and artists and creators it is, there's gonna always be a Shadowland waiting around the corner. Exactly. Uh, I liked, uh, somebody said, uh, Ernesto C. asked, in your opinion, what has been the worst decision in the comic book industry? I feel like there are so many every day that it's almost impossible to answer that question, like, outright. 
uh, unnecessary events, holographic covers. Um, yeah. Yeah, you could really go all day with this. I guess the worst decision for me in the comic book industry probably might be... And this isn't really the worst. It's just kind of like, what's a terror? It's really because because every decision that really like threatened the comic book industry is the worst decision. So they're all kind of jockeying for position. I'll say that one of them is uh, is the comic book industry getting in bed with the collector's market and mm, being like, yeah. this issue is a number one. It's a collector's item. You got to buy a thousand and then put them all in your like, secret hiding places and they'll all appreciate and value you're hurting the industry by that's, doing that that's a really good one might i also say moving from drug store stores into their own special little stores in doing so cutting out a whole generation of young readers to which the industry has still not recovered from nor have they really attempted to try and fix i mean they're kind of getting there now with digital because i mean every kid's got a pad in their hands now yeah it's funny what you so you're saying one of the worst decisions was creating comic book stores <laughs> not comic book stores just saying the idea that they moved away from where kids could get them oh yeah um no i mean like well it's funny because lately they've been increasing them i noticed that there's a comic book section in toys r us there's a comic oh, book really? section in walmart and oh, that's uh good. yeah like they're increasing places where they are sold i noticed that they're also uh like i bought my first bloodlines comic in a 7-eleven Oh, no. see, I, I used to buy comics from the 7-Eleven, too, is the thing, and then they just stopped. They only had, like, Detective, Action, Batman, and Superman, so they only had, like, the big four, but still, that was places where you could get them, yeah. you know? Yeah, this one was, I think it was uh, the, the Robin annual, so it was at least a little bizarre and off the wall and, and mm -hmm. not of the norm. And uh, one of my first comic books that I ever bought was part of, like, a pack of comics from the grocery store, so yeah. I feel like they're getting closer to what you want again. I think you know who never left the grocery stores and the drug stores, Archie. though? Archie. Archie, man. <laughs> Archie never left. Everybody keeps. Everybody liked to give Archie a hard time for a good long time. Uh, the, the Punisher-Archie crossover was also a little bit of a joke of like, lol, Archie's still being published. Can you believe it? But it, like, now you've got the Archie show that's coming out, Riverdale. You've got uh, the Fiona Staples, Mark Wade, Archie book. You have uh, Afterlife with Archie, Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of. Like, there's so many different... Zdarsky is doing, like, a Jughead one uh, now. Yeah, exactly. There's so much good stuff with Archie that is unironically cool. It, yeah. it's, kind of a, it's kind of a little bit of a mind-bender. There's an Archie universe. Like, I almost wish I could talk to my granddad and be like, you know what? Like, 40 years from now, Archie's gonna be was in your day and he would be like yeah yeah he's like that guy was a mac daddy he had a jalopy <laughs> he had red hair and he had two girls just fighting over him all the time hey man you might not believe it but archie was our grandparent scott pilgrim <laughs> i hate scott pilgrim <laughs> do, do you really because he's just uh, such a dick scott pilgrim sucks but i mean like the work as a whole like, oh it's fine i it's character. not for me like, I missed the boat on that. I was not, like, a young person when it came out. I'm sure if I was, it would really speak to me. I feel almost a bit of national pride for Scott Pilgrim oh, yeah. because it's a 100% uniquely Canadian thing. Yes, it's it's like a... Yeah, it, I, I can't think of anything to equate it to, but it is very distinctly Canadian. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it celebrates Canadianism without being, like, ironic and stupid. Even even that movie, it's like, hey, here's, you know, Sam the Record Man. Here's, uh, like, that Pizza Pizza, which I have passed many a oh, time. Nice. There's, there's Casaloma. 
everything where I've gone to many a times for weddings because you can actually rent out that building where he fights a uh, Chris Evans skateboard guy. Cool. Um, yeah, I like that. I like when it's unironically cool or when they're like, hey, here's something that's like a cultural distillation of this region. I think mm-hmm. that's, as, a, as a resident of Jersey, like that speaks to me on a very profound level. Because like I like when a movie is made about a region or, or, or takes place mm-hmm. in a region and it celebrates it in a really pure way, totally. but doesn't like offend. Like, for example... Uh, I remember Kevin, you know, Kevin Smith is the one to think of when you think of that kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. There's a movie, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle that everybody saw. It is very Jersey, but like in a Hollywood, I think one of our producers is from New Jersey kind of way. And it like they were celebrating it in a way that was just kind of like, people think that New Jersey's popular now. They got that Sopranos show, (laughs) that Kevin Smith guy's making Jay and Silent, whatever movies. And uh, and we got to get in on that Jersey cash. I don't think that that's how it's made. I don't think they're like, yeah, we got to get in on that Jersey hype train. But I, <laughs> the Jersey trend is all over the place. Thanks to the Jersey shore. I, I mean, like I was legitimately like, well, I'm seeing Jersey shore, the Sopranos Smith's pro- uh, proliferation. And just, I was a little bit like annoyed because like they were the only thing that they got right. There was a, the, there's a whole plot point where they're going to white castle. And they need to go to like New Brunswick or whatever to get it. I remember that. And I go, and I'm like, what a stupid movie. There's no more White Castle in New Brunswick. It's gone. <laughs> and then they're like, it's gone. It's, I mean, it was clearly shot, like, in San Diego. But, like, it's like, whoa, that was cool. That was a funny little joke. <laughs> um, just, a, just a really quick aside. Oreen Yusuf says, my first comic was Bone at my elementary school's book fair. Nice. Uh, nice. I forgot about book fairs, like school book fairs. Um, Mine used to do one. I got a lot of like, I got a couple of Calvin and Hobbes's from those. It was the only way that the book fair became relevant to me because I was like, I don't want anything that's here. Like, I don't need a pencil topper or a boring book about kids. Like, that's something that really like. It's funny how comics did try to do the same thing. The invention of Robin and the proliferation of like the sidekick being like yep. the, the childhood riding ride along character. Yep. I hated those characters. I actually really liked Robin, but I hated young adult fiction. Like, I hated books yeah. for me. I agree. I don't know why, but it was just like, I'm like, I, 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 it was more transparent to me. Well, I guess, because a lot of young adult fiction is written by jaded adults writing down to teens. <laughs> That's true. I mean, like, it's not too much different from having Robin written by, like, old men who are like, I don't know, he puts himself in harm's way at the end. Like, but at least he got to dress up in a cool costume and fight with Batman. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got here. He was the point of view character. He made Batman a lot more approachable. Yeah. But... If this kid can deal with him. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I wanted to be Batman. Everyone does. And you know what? One day Robin will be Batman. Of course, I mean, he won't actually in the comics. Yeah, but no. he was for a little bit. <laughs> yes, one of them was. <laughs> Twice. Yeah, one of them got to be, yeah. I, I quite like that Dick Grayson run as Batman. I thought that was really good and could have continued forever. Obviously, a lot of people like that one. Yeah, that was a that was a solid run. I think a lot of people like really were like, maybe this will go on forever. I'm like, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, Austin Goward there. I, I did watch Doc who for a little bit on netflix and then i kind of stopped and dropped off i watched all of the eccleston years and all of the tenant years then i dropped off after that um i never i don't like doctor who and i don't watch any of them i saw maybe half an episode one time and said yeah i'm definitely not interested in this I would argue and we were talking about it before we started power rangers and doctor who have a lot in common like they do they (laughs) 
Well, it's the thing. It's like Power Rangers is a kid's show, but it has like a bunch of fans who stayed with it when they got older. Doctor Who also kind of started as a kid's show, but then it was a show where they're like, you know, let's actually have this grow up with people and let's make references to stuff that happened before and let's bring back stuff people like, like the Daleks and everything and we'll make them cool and we'll redesign them for a new era. I, I'll be honest, I, uh, I never understood adults liking Power Rangers. Mm. Like, when I grew up, I was I was too old for Power Rangers, right? Or at least I felt like I was when I was like I would watch it. I was like, okay, this is for me. And then I turn, I'm like, this is not for me. <laughs> this is Saved by the Bell with punching it. <laughs> well, you know what happens? Those people, those older fans, will usually transition over if they're really into it. They'll transition over to watching the Japanese Super Sentai. Appeal kind of like what Doctor Who is. Right, right, right. I mean, I get it. I just I was like I never understood. I was like. There's so many things that are like this that are actually for you that aren't just, uh, like, children's programming. I was going to say, are you more of a Voltron or Gundam guy to get your fix for giant no, robots? No, I'm not really a big robot guy. Mm, like, no I like robots, robots, but, like, never did I go, oh, there they are, and I need them. Like, even Transformers. I grew up, Transformers was more my giant robot stuff, and... Right. I didn't even really care. I was like, I don't really give a shit about these guys. They, they were really cool designs. I really respected the work, mm. but I like even on a profound, like childish level, where I'm like, they put a really, they put a lot of effort into this. And so, then, so you, so you don't even love Megas XLR, which was a giant robot show that took place in New Jersey. I, I know the show exists, and I didn't watch it. Um, you know what I did like? There's one robot show, and it wasn't really a robot. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, Exo Squad. Oh, wow! Good. T- taking it way back with the Exo Squad. Exo Squad was cool, um, and it was. And the more I researched it, because like uh, my friend Tim was really into it, he was like Exo Squad, and I'm like, what is this? And it was a like UPN, like you know, basic TV back, back when UPN used to do cartoons. Yeah, uh, just a basic like normal looking american style cartoon Mm. but then you got into it and it's like oh i see what you're doing here and then i did some research and apparently it was like it was an american studio that's like we need to do a show like an anime yeah and i'm like oh that's really cool like i appreciate it even more and also that theme i can't find it anymore but i used to have like the full version of it on my uh as an mp3 pretty good it's so good the, th- the music for that show is so great and the concept is really bitchin but more importantly the toys were really yeah. cool yeah they were um but anyway uh, uh pff, let's see nancy cowie wants to know green hour versus green lantern joel i'm gonna let you take this one because i don't care <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I'm obviously a bigger fan of Green Arrow, so Green Arrow wins because I like him more. There you go. I feel like Green Lantern would probably beat him, but, like... He does have the better power set. Yes, but having done Zero Hour recently, uh, Green Arrow's the one who did the kill shot on Hal Jordan, so... Uh, yeah, that's right, and that uh, that kind of haunted him for a bit that he did that. And it was, and he was Parallax at that point, so he was really powerful, and he yeah. still hit him with an arrow. Um, but anyway. Ollie Queen's a bad dude, man. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Meehan says, Sal, how come you don't, how come you make videos about comics you hate? Why don't you make videos about comics you enjoy? Clearly, you're not a subscriber, because I do both. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> um, let's see. Someone said to answer somebody else's question. 
Wow, that's that's teamwork. Oh, excited for Spider-Man Homecoming is Vincent Brown's question. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how could you not be? I know I think I said on another show the title Homecoming is just a little bit on the nose. It's a little cheeky. It's a little cheeky. It's a little tongue-in-cheek. My tongue is in my... Yeah, I I was expecting... What what title were you expecting or pushing for? Uh, I honestly thought they would go with Spectacular, the Spectacular Spider-Man, because that's the only one they hadn't used yet. I was hoping... Or Web of. That would be really fun. I was hoping for one of the old titles. I was expecting Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm, yeah, to so, make like this, this, this better than the ones you've seen before. Yes, to, to say that it's better and to link it with the Disney cartoon mm. so they can be like, no, 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 it's all Spider-Man and it's all one Spider-Man. Right, we um, promise. Yeah, but Spider-Man Homecoming is so funny and so bizarre. Like, I, I really think it's kind of ballsy because it's such it a is. like not usual title. It's not, and you know, I get the feeling too with a name like Homecoming, and he's going to be like a young teenager again. Do you think like the Homecoming dance will play a major part in the? Movie? I hope so. I hope so. That'd be really fun. They did say it was going to be like a like a uh, John Hughes movie, which, uh, which which if it was Sony doing, I'd be like, ah, oh, God, no. But it's Marvel doing it, so I'm like, oh, teen comedy with Spider Man, right on. Well, Amy Pascal is still working on it, so. Do you think she's the one to blame for this, or do you think it was all the other people they got involved? I mean, with? like everyone has, everyone gets to share in the blame, but Amy Pascal is the one who, like, ref- who needed to be destroyed in order for Spider-Man to be in Marvel's hands in the first place. She's yeah. the one who was like, who was on record back when, like, back when it was clear that Marvel Studios was doing the best job. Yeah, and she was like. I am the reason I still have a job at... Like, Spider-Man's the reason I still have a job at Sony. I'm the one who brought <laughs> Spider-Man into Sony, and I've produced every Spider-Man movie since 2002. And they can they can have Spider-Man when they pull it from my cold, dead cold hands. Cold, dead hands. Like, with that kind, of, that kind of intensity and that kind of, like, level of, like, fanatical... I don't care if they have a better idea. I just want the money. I was like... You're probably to blame for a lot yeah, of problems. Yeah, that's funny that she's become the new punching bag, because I knew for a long time Avi Arad was the one He be- He deserves a lot of it. He is so terrible, because he's just a toy-making yes-man. Yeah, he, he's literally, he is literally the Superman villain, the toy man. That is the only reason he got involved with comics and superheroes, because he is the toy man. He's the guy who pushed for Venom to be in Spider-Man 3. Yes, he did. He was the guy who ruined Spider-Man 3 and made Sam Raimi go, no more, I'm done. Here's the thing. Everybody ruined Spider-Man 3. Yeah, they like, did. Tobey yeah. Maguire had run his course, I think. Uh, his Remember when he was pushing back after, like, when they were making 2, and he was doing interviews? They were like, what villain would you like to see? And Tobey Maguire from day one was pushing for Sandman. Yeah, he was. And I was like, why? Cool power set, I guess. That's so lame. And lo and behold, it was. Uh, but man, did Thomas Hayden Church ever look like the dude from the comics, though. Yeah, he did. That doesn't mean that that's something I <laughs> want to see. <laughs> he is no William Baker to me. It's weird. <laughs> Just such a weird mistake, that whole movie. That's, that's got to be another topic for as Homecoming comes closer. We'll have to talk about all the Spider-Man movies. In yeah, the- just Spider-Man movies. Yeah, when Homecoming comes out, maybe we'll do a whole thing. Unless, like, you know... Unless it doesn't happen or something. I, I, I think Spider-Man's going to happen. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so, some people were asking too early on, and I can't believe we didn't talk about this already. Uh, Doctor Strange trailer. Holy crap. 
Yeah, wow, man. If they if they didn't put the Marvel logo at the end of that, that I idea even knowing that was a superhero movie. Yeah. Um the thing that blew my mind was his voice. Yeah, me too. You figure if you get British Bandersnatch to be in your movie, he's gonna be British, right? Nope. He's American. So he's great. American strange. So that's all I'll say about it. I don't want to get too into it, but man. But apparently too, this is gonna have a bunch of alternate realities and everything. So maybe we will get the British reality. That'd be fun. Just for him to talk normally in yeah. the British reality. <laughs> he does have a wonderful voice. He does. He does, Benedict Cumberbatch. He was smog. <laughs> Hopefully he busts the smog when he's doing the when he's doing a spell. When he's getting right into it. Yeah, he's like Duh! like yeah, that'd be cool. Also, I, I really like their take on the master, just this hairless, genderless, weird alien thing. Yeah. That's cool. I'm in. As I as I guess the master should be, because the master should be like unlike anything you've ever seen. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I always dug what Venture Brothers did with their take on the master, voiced by a uh, H. John Benjamin, yes. where it's just constantly changing shapes and forms. But having the voice of a very unremarkable person. Just yeah, like, I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, uh, Orpheus. <laughs> just then when so. He, then in that one episode where he becomes Santa, that was pretty good. <laughs> Um, crap. Uh, Martin Townsend said, Salangel, if you could have a DC character in the Marvel Universe or vice versa, who would it be? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I guess I'd like to see Blue Beetle in Marvel because their <laughs> teenage characters get treated a lot better these days. I think either Ted Be uh, e either Blue Beetle would work. Because you got Ted mm -hmm. Cord and he's just like a dude in a costume who makes cool gadgets. That's like half the roster of Marvel characters. Yeah, really. Like him and Iron Man could be science bros. Yeah, or Hank Pym. Bad <clears throat> uh, I, honestly, like I feel like Batman fit would fit pretty well in the Marvel universe. Do you? I do. He he's he's the most human. The, the The whole point of like Marvel universe for me is like it's all real people or it's all yeah. regular people imbued with some kind of level of fantastic, but they're still like crap, but I still got to pay the rent or I still have to deal with all this shit. Like DC is all about these God's larger than life men, God yeah. characters. And they're much more about like mythology and legacy, which I like, you know, their, their cities are, are the great distillation of it. Like Metropolis and Gotham, as opposed to like yeah, New yeah. York and Chicago. Like these are real places and these are like idealized or, or larger than life places. Um, but I feel like since Batman's like the one guy who's like, yeah, guys, let's go show dark side. What's what? <laughs> like, even though he, he manages to bump elbows with them and have, and, and be on their level because of his fantastic brain and all that crap. Like, It'd be kind of fun to see Batman not with the Justice League, because I've seen Batman with the Justice League go to the Marvel Universe and have him be like, True. we're just observing, unless I see Punisher, and then I'm going to kick the shit out of that guy. Shit out of him, yeah. Uh, I think Flash might actually do pretty well in oh, the Marvel yeah. Universe. He would. Uh, he he His interaction with the Marvel Universe is the fun. It is the most fun. That's Wally West's version, of course, where he's like, he saves a mutant from a, cra from a mob that's going to kill him, and he's like, what is the matter with you guys? Yeah, that's good <laughs> stuff. I like that. He's fun. Um, so, yeah. Good question. Plus, I mean, Flash jumps universes all the time. Oh, he yeah. Just, he Yeah, he could definitely, like, go back and forth. Another character, by the way, I think Green Arrow would also fit for similar reasons to Batman. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, you know, Mr. Mister of the people, Mr. Ground level. You could see him hopping around yeah. with all those other street-level characters. And again, in that JLA Avengers book, his rivalry with Hawkeye was, was like it had been going on forever. 
Heck, I think Green Arrow would actually make a pretty good hero for hire. He'd probably hang out with those dudes. Oh, my good. God. That'd be re- He and Luke Cage would get along really well. They would. I think they would have a lot to talk about. They I would agree. understand. It would be funny to Luke be like, mm, sorry, Danny, my new rich friend Ollie is going to take me around. Let's yeah, exactly. Oh, no, not Queen you. Industries. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dan, he's richer than you and blonder than you. Yeah, and he doesn't, like throw all that mysticism crap at me he's not a goofball he just shoots arrows <laughs> he just shoots arrows like that's all he does he doesn't have like a mystical fist he's like hawkeye without all the bullshit that hawkeye does <laughs> <laughs> although i would like to see like matt fraction hawkeye team up with mm, that would be good green arrow i'd like that a lot can matt fraction just write a green arrow run <sighs> that'd be nice is that something that's never happened because if it hasn't what the hell i know right it feels like that should happen yeah um let's see what's going on here you got anything uh keep looking here i got one while you're looking you you grab a couple but like favorite 90s superhero costume Ooh. now is it my favorite because i like it and it wound up being timeless or is it my favorite favorite because it's bad because it's a 90s costume because there's a lot of really really bad 90s costumes i cite like guy gardner's warrior iterations any wonder man suit is terrible Yes. Um, there's, there's just so many to name. Thor's 90s costume where he had like the gambit oh, hat and everything was just a disaster. What is even that gambit hat thing? What the what the hell yeah, is Yeah, what even? is that? To, to quote Pete Holmes, like, oh, let me just get a sock and cut out the face. It's like you're framing the worst part of you. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely <laughs> what it is. It's just terrible. Uh, ooh, uh, Sue Storm had a pretty terrible one, too. Oh, with the four? Yep. Yeah, the cleavage four? The cleavage four. How weird. If that was, if that existed only, because I have that issue where she actually does that. Where she's like, oh, Reed, I'm putting on my new costume. And he's like working and he's like, yeah, it looks great. And she's like, and she says, you egotistical jerk. You wouldn't care if I was dancing naked in Tiffany's window. And I was like, did she make that costume as a cry for attention? If so, that makes this way worse. Yeah. And then, like, but then she kept it for a couple of issues. I'm like, yeah. I thought it was like, no, if he's not going to notice me in this, and he's not going to notice me in anything, so I might as well just wear my old costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawkeye has had some oh, yeah. costumes. I mean, like, it's funny. His his costume from the 90s wasn't nearly as bad as his one from the 80s when he had, like, a skirt. Yep. That was a real disaster. Do you remember, I'm sure you do, the Avengers assembled short-lived Avengers cartoon with none of the Avengers you like in it. He had a really bad costume there. That was horrible. It was It was literally, it was an eyesore, Yeah, is the best way to put it. What's hilarious is he, I think he was also in the Iron Man cartoon show that happened before that. Yes, um, he was But too. he was in like old purple, just that's, it. He, he has a suit like from the 80s. Like he has a cockroom suit. Like it's. Yeah, it wasn't nearly as bad oh his voice on that cartoon was terrible he was christian bale before yeah, what was bale. that all about oh, so terrible if you haven't checked it out watch it i i, I it's called avengers i don't remember what the underscore avengers was. assembled assemble uh so terrible it's so funny too because they would show you the three like iron man thor and cap and then they would in the like beginning in the beginning they'd show up and then they would pull it back and then they put all the d-listers in front mm-hmm. and you're like wait well where'd they go like, why aren't they on the show? 
You want to know it's even better if you like watch the first episode of that, and I actually did not too long ago for riff purposes. As they sit down in like their conference room, in the background you see lavish portraits of Captain America, Iron Man, and you know like all the big important ones. Right. They're actual pieces of comic art. That That's really cool. I like that a it, lot. It is, but they didn't do it because it was cool. They did it to save money. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> You're like, we own these images. Just put them in. I don't care. Also, Scarlet Witch is on the team, and I could be wrong, but I swear there was like a big portrait of Magneto in the background. I'm like, Magneto's not an Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have my father on the wall. Yeah, she, oh, had a, she, she had a moose and squirrelash. She had a freaking like. Too. What the hell was that all about? Uh, uh, Natasha Baden. I mean, I mean, Wanda Maximoff. Yeah. <laughs> Shadow Gabriel says that Michael Keaton is eyed to play a villain in Spider-Man Homecoming, really? according to Variety. If that's true, great, because he is play so... The I want him to be Green Goblin. That would be fun, too. I could see him as Norman Osborn. Yeah. Uh, when they were, when they were te teasing the idea that Matthew McConaughey was going to be in the Spider-Man movies, I remember thinking, like, he'd be a cool Norman Osborn, too. Very different. Uh, imagine if he was Craven the Hunter. Hey, hey. <laughs> I was gonna hunt deadly as prey and play yeah, some bongo. I got net and stuff. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> hey, can you introduce me to Black Cat? <laughs> all right. All right. My last hunt going on right now. Yeah. How weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bury you alive, teenage Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. Because <laughs> by the way, that's not. Uh, that's not telling like that. That's not out of nowhere. They have been thinking about doing Craven's Last Hunt as a Spider-Man movie. Craven is my favorite. I really want them to do Craven one day. I don't want to see that. Craven's it's true. You can't introduce Craven and have him. I, that'd be pretty fucking cool. If like you, you, you need the build up to Craven's Last Hunt, you just can't do it. Well, because like here's the thing: Craven's Last Hunt works because Craven was such a shitty villain. <laughs> like, because he loses all the time. Like, he sucks. But if you... Then you have him, like, kind of, they dust him off him and go, like, I have always been betrayed and I lose. I'm going to kill Spider-Man, but I'm not really going to kill him. But I will become him, and then I'll eat spiders, and then I'll kill myself. Like, yes. that's fucking cool and dark. Uh, I guess you could do a movie where you introduce Kraven in the beginning, and then at the end he's just so unstable, he's like, ah, fuck it. And you're just like, what the crap happened? <laughs> Because then you also get the best Craven story. It's true. And you don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't have to waste a Craven plot. Yep. I, I always wish that if Marvel Animation didn't suck as much as they did, I wish they did Craven's Last Hunt as like an animated movie. Why don't they do that? Like because they're not. They've never been as good as DC, and they're more than content making like crappy animation versions of their characters for direct-to-dvd movies so weird that they don't have any version of the disney how of the disney animation houses just working on just that. cranking out marvel movies because like here's the thing you could literally start anywhere and then just, just go just, forward. Start with Civil War and then go do Secret Invasion and just keep going up from for, there. Uh, honestly, for me, you could start at Secret Wars and it would be solid. Yeah. You'd update it a little bit so it wouldn't be set in the 80s, but like you you get the same cast, like you hire a cast like you would for like the DC uh, animated university in uh, Justice League Uni like Unlimited. And you just go like, okay, here's the Marvel characters. The ones we don't oh. introduce yet, we don't cast them yet. 
help make a big deal about bringing back old favorites where it's like look spider-man is in this and we got josh keaton from spectacular to come back and do his voice that'd be so great like yeah just everybody all your favorites who come back they play their characters and they just and every like every other year they do another marvel event and mm-hmm. you just go like Secret Wars, Infinity Gauntlet, like you know, uh, Atlantis attacks. You could, you could take <laughs> I love that Atlantis attack. Well, because you could take even the shittiest of events, and if you put them into like a seventy-five to to ninety-minute mo- like animated movie, mm-hmm. you could make that work. As as DC has shown, you can actually make your animated movie better than the event that it's based on. Like I think their Flashpoint movie is better than Flashpoint. I, I mean, like. Red Hood movie is better than under the red under hood. the red hood is so much better than the comic they used they it the fact they used it to retcon the comic <laughs> yeah they did because people loved it so much the book like, was called the, new the book was called under the hood and then they changed it to under the red hood because the animated movie was so much more appreciated and admired than mm-hmm. the comic and, and judd winnick wrote both and he wrote both which is another thing get like dimatteis or somebody to come at like oh, or michelini yes. or somebody to like Write these little shorts because they could really distill it into like a whole thing. And Dimitez is no secret, is no stranger to uh, to doing animated features for DC at least. Christos Gage would jump at the chance. Oh my to god! Do something like that. Yeah, it's so like you could totally do every Marvel event for like six years. You could, and, and they'd be great, and they'd be so cool and fun. It's it's like why did you just do Planet Hulk and then stop? Right, like. Were they testing the waters? Did it not work very well? Like I don't think it did. I mean, here's the problem. The animation wasn't great. You know it wasn't. Uh and I don't even think they really got it right. Like it was okay, but it wasn't like it didn't capture what it should have been. And it it really should have been that. Like it yeah. really should have been the comic. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholly. It's like it's like just because it didn't work the first time doesn't mean you should keep trying. Then again, Marvel Animation is in a weird place where it's like, yeah, well, we got our Ultimate Spider-Mans and our Hulks of Smash that play really well to kids. We're not really interested in trying any harder than how we're trying already. Well, we don't want to, like, confuse or disturb any of our, like, eight-year-old fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact yeah. is, I will say, uh, Josh LFC FC ninety three reminded me that Demetrius wrote Batman Bad Blood, which is real bad. It's not very good. You know that that one almost killed my enthusiasm for DC animated movies, which I never thought was possible until Justice League v Teen Titans brought me back. And obviously, Killing Joke is going to be the next one. Right. So. Well, and Killing Joke is a straight up adaptation. Like Batman yes, Bad Blood is like trying to take six or seven different things and make them into one movie, which annoys me that. It's the new thing now. It's like we're going to stop doing straight up adaptations and we're just going to cram all these unrelated stories yeah, together. Yeah, because like, couldn't you have just done Court of Owls, direct yeah, DVD? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Here's my thing too. It's like it's like oh, but they're building a universe though. You know, Batwoman is in it and Batwing is in it. Like, to what end? Yeah, is my don't. question. To to make more movies, right? To make more of this shit. Also, Jason O'Mara sucks. Yeah, so like any movie, any any franchise you're building off of him, is it, it doesn't work very well. Like it's 
Sal, Sal and I have kicked around the idea before of doing some commentaries. We might have to do some animated uh, commentaries at some point. I know some people would probably be really into that. Yes, we we got to do uh, we got to at least do the world's finest Batman v Superman movie, which we we have available at some point in the future. Yes, which would be the perfect palate cleanser to another superhero team up vehicle that happened not too long ago. That's true. Uh, actually, what what do you think? We should totally do that. Like, we should pick out a day, like what, maybe we a weekend or something like that, and just like yeah, yeah, throw it on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the chat, if you're interested, you know what the idea would be is we'd give you, you know, we we you'd get out your copy of Batman Superman World's Finest from the your, old Batman in the animated series. Your, your DVD, your VHS, your latest, or your digital version that you got through some completely legitimate means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then a la Rift Tracks, we would set up a period where you, you play the video and then you pause it at a certain point and then you unpause it and then we would begin our commentary. It'd yeah. be a lot of fun, I think. I think it would be a lot of fun. And obviously, of course, you know, we would attempt to back that up for people who could make the live show. But yeah, I mean, I think we could do a lot of fun with that. No one really does that. Like, lots of other channels do commentaries, but they don't do the Rift Tracks thing and it's never like an interactive thing with the chat. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. I would like to see that. I'd like to see That's- the chat involved as well. That, that, that could be us being different, taking it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo Vasconello... Vasconello... Ricardo asks, if Suicide Squad does better than BVS, do you think Warners might start going after smaller street-level heroes, kind of like the opposite of what Marvel's did, uh, where, going, where they went from Blade and Daredevil to the Avengers? Uh, I think that would definitely cross their minds, but I'm sure, uh, you know, the money men in the suits and everything wouldn't allow that to happen. Where they're like, no, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, they're icons. We need to do our goddamn icons. Don't think about doing smaller characters. I, I, I think that they would at least start tailoring their plans. Or, like... What what DC does, what Warner Brothers does, and what more or less the mo- the movie going like the movie studios do is they take something that works, mm-hmm. and they and they, they they then just do that. I called it the Dark Knightification of superhero movies. That's a very good term. Um, Max Landis calls it the Space Jam effect. Uh, the space oh yeah, jam- because once you saw those Looney Tunes in one movie, it was considered you can only have all the Looney Tunes together. They don't work apart, even though they've worked apart for they, like seventy. They years. only work apart. Like the like it, Space Jam was a fluke where they all work together. You can't keep doing them over and over again. Uh, but uh, but in this case, every everybody said like, oh shit, everyone wants realistic dark superhero movies. That's what they want. That's what we're gonna do. And so not not thinking that you know the Nolan movies were you know lightning in a bottle that could only really work once, maybe twice. Yeah, uh, and they also didn't think like, well, this is this is for a specific. It, it, it's it's the problem that everybody has, and it's like the Space Jam effect or the Dark Knight effect, where it's they look at a thing and they say like. That thing is like another thing, even though they don't have anything to do with each other. And then they apply an unseen formula to yes. something that requires no formula. Like, um, Absolutely. Where, where they go, like, uh, like Spider-Man Rain. Everybody wants us to talk about Spider-Man Rain on back issues. And I'm like, <laughs> if you'd like me to complain about a book that I think is real bad, then, then Spider-Man Rain will happen one day. But, like, you can't just take the Dark Knight Returns formula and then start applying and put it, it on Spider-Man. It, it works because it's Batman. It works because it's a story about Batman. It's not a fucking box 
that you shove a character through and then they come out the thing you want on the other side like but but radioactive semen though yeah that's a thing like well spider-man is he is he, he's he's born from tragedy but he's he's a jokester and he is his 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 colors are bright like you can't do Dark Knight Returns on Spider-Man. It is fundamentally in polar opposition to itself. It's why '90s Spider-Man, when he was like, when his when he when he killed or when his stupid anti-life robot parents died, <laughs> I forgot about that. And he receded into a cocoon that he webbed for himself, and then emerged as sure the did. Spider. Yes. Uh, you can't, and and why that fucking sucked, and why that was really <laughs> dumb, because it doesn't work for the characters. But like, you can't just take a formula and go like, oh, which is why like Dark Knight Returns, they're or Dark Knight, they were like, fuck, that works. Get that's why Superman Returns sucks. Go get me a Superman that's like that, where it's real. He's an alien, you know, from another fucking planet. Like you, you're already not real. You like you're you're expecting me to to accept a premise that is already never gonna happen. Like, yep. Batman is a premise where it's like, what if a guy's parents are murdered? That sucks, but it happens, and he pushes himself to physical and mental limitations to punch people. That's but, a but, thing. But, but but no, self. Our fantasy and our fiction needs to reflect uh, modern society and today and now, and nothing's ever timeless, right? Uh, now it's funny, uh, Justin McKinney says, what if they made an animated movie based on Spider-Man Reign? Here's where, uh, no, I think, it, I think the, 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 the point still applies, but I think that bad comics or comics that are ridiculous yeah. might work better as an animated movie. Like I have True. said on a couple of occasions that Dark Knight Strikes Again is horrible. It's a terrible comic book. It's yeah. poorly written. It's got the worst art I've ever seen in a, sure in a book that was that price from that level of creativity. And uh, But I think it would be a dynamite animated movie. I think even the Clone Saga you could probably cut down to like a lean animated movie runtime and actually not be as incoherent or in, you know, oh, insufferable. Yeah. Oh, you could totally do that. Yeah, that'd be fine. And totally fun. Yeah. I'm down. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I would I would watch a Spider-Man Rain movie, but it would be it would be identical. The problems would still be there, and the cool moments would still kind of be cool. But at the end of the day, the problem with Spider-Man Rain is the premise itself. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, but I think the bad comics would be fun animated movies. Like, and I mean, like, just do an adaptation. That's why it's we were, we, Joel and I go back to like we always get back to like why don't you just do the book like yeah. You know, just cut out the fat. Like a de like the first DC animated movie directed DVD. What was it again? Death of Superman. Yeah. Like where they cut the fat. They cut out the fat. They changed everything, and it's not great. But like, it's not terrible, and it doesn't have four ridiculous Superman afterwards, and it doesn't have Keep, like keeps the spirit of the story. Yeah, like Superman is killed by a giant space monster, and everyone is like, "What do we do now?" You know, like, that's a cool concept. Everyone's really sad about it. Yeah. Everyone's sad about it, and the cops are super freaked out, because, like, oh, man, we got to actually do our jobs now. Oh, Crap. shit. Well, if the parasite shows up, I don't know what to do. <laughs> what, a, what a cushy job being a cop in Metropolis must be when you know Superman will deal with any, you know, major problem. It's true. That's very true.
And what about the balls on Intergang, too? I've always respected Intergang as a group of villains where they're like, no, we could take our advanced technology and go to Gotham or Central City and live like kings fighting, you know, uh, more regular heroes. No, we're going to fight this demigod in Metropolis and run numbers and rackets and prostitution. Yeah, Intergang. To leave Metropolis. Intergang is so funny. I'm always like, but you know, if you, yep. you know, it, like, if, if Superman flew over Gotham, you'd solve all your problems. You just need to sick Batman and Intergang, and it's over. Pretty much. Batman's like, okay, I've just destroyed it from within. It's over. They're all in jail now. Yeah, I infiltrated them as Matches Malone and got right next to Bruno Ugly Manheim, and it's fine now. Yeah. I, I dealt with it. Yeah, I clocked him. I, I like too. It's like all the crazy apocalyptic tech wasn't enough for intergang, so they're like, no. Now Bruno Ugly Manheim is a follower of the of the crime bible and everything, so he's doing crazy crime bible rituals now. Yeah, which which is consistent for his character, and it's like it, it hopefully will. It hopefully results in fun stories, but yeah. But I, I yeah. always loved the crime bible as a concept. That's one of my favorite like weird creations. <laughs> I, I yeah, I do like that concept. I'm not as familiar with the crime bible as much as I am with other like mystical totems in comic book lore, but I like the concept. I think it's a f I, I think it has it has legs. Mm -hmm. It really does, and it, it only comes up sometimes, but when it does, I'm always like, ooh, the crime bible. I yeah. like this story. Oh, device. you dusted off the crime bible. Good for you guys. That's a, that's a fun one. Yeah. Uh, Sam Spade wants to know who we think is going to die in Rebirth. Mm. Oh, and oh, that's right. There's the big theory. Well, we were all putting our money on Superman, and now it looks like Superman might die even before yeah. Rebirth kicks off. So I don't know, man. I mean, like he might almost die, and then at the and then in Rebirth he'll really die. I, I still say they're going to kill New Fifty Two Superman. Obviously, I mean, like look, if you if you look at the previous catalog, he ain't in them. So he's not in it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so jealous you got that before me. Although I'm pretty sure it might have leaked out by now. Who knows? Oh, it was leaked. <laughs> it was leaked a while ago. It was leaked like four or five days ago. But we did get there was it. A, there was a couple very high-profile leaks this week. Yeah. So for those of you worried about spoilers, be on the lookout. You know who else they might kill because. This is just kind of a DC tradition, and they haven't done one in a while. Let's kill the Flash again. It's been a while since we've murdered the Flash. <laughs> yeah, we haven't killed any Flashes in a while. It'd be hilarious if they did decide to kill Barry Allen, and then that's why, like, old Wally West is Kid Flash now, and then he'll be, and then there'll be a Black Flash. Um, or you know, again, if it's like a bunch of old shits coming back, how about we kill New Fifty Two Barry Allen? Replace him with old 52 Wally yes. West who will just run around in the costume, so that way we'll have two Wally West running around. That would be freaking bizarre. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they'll do it either, but wouldn't that, that be That would be amazing. I, I, would, I would, yeah. Yeah. I would go back in time so that when I met Dan Didi, I'd be like, hey, that Wally West thing is a killer. Good job, For man. For real. It, again, I, I agree, Ricardo, in the chat. Bring back the underwear. I would like that very much. It's, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would very much like them to bring the underwear on the outside back. I, I like it, too. You know what's funny? Like, everybody always, oh, I can't believe they have the underwear on the outside of the pants. <laughs> like, no. You know what? It broke up the costume the way a belt doesn't. Like sometimes, yes, it did. They look better because of it. Yeah, sometimes. Thank you. You have like a full head to toe look. Like Spider Man doesn't have like a break. Although even he has a built in like line belt. It yeah. looks like a belt. Yeah. It's not a belt. Actually, he does have a belt, but it's underneath. You can't really tell. Uh, but there's a break in the middle between the like between the two suits. Uh, Batman needs a break, and it works 
okay with the with the utility belt because there's such a splash of color. Yeah. Superman needs a breakup, but or he's all blue. I will say, I like the new fifty. I like this rebirth costume. This is the one that's not like, a. It's not a bad look. It's not a bad look, and you know what it is? I think it is the collar. I think it's just losing the collar helped a lot. Helped a, in a big bad way. Uh, it did. Also, too, I think if you look really close on it, and I could be wrong, but it almost looked like for a second that he was wearing some sort of thing on the outside. It does. Yeah, he does look like suit. it does look like he has something on the outside. It could Maybe be it's like a trick of the eye or something. It could be uh, actually from what it looks like on this image. It looks like he has a suit that goes into underwear. Oh, you know what I mean? Like so that it's uh it goes from from here to here, and it ends at the legs, and it goes, like, over pants. Like, he wears yeah, pants, yeah. and then he puts this over it, and he has to put his legs through these two loops. Like he's wearing a little girl's uh, onesie swimsuit. <laughs> yes, his, that's the new look for all the superheroes. Yeah, and by the way, like, I hated the Jim Lee redesigns. I love these Jim Lee redesigns! I know, he did better the second time. How weird! Like, I, I really like... Oh, they also got rid of the piping, which they I... did. And I hate the piping. The piping was really dumb. The piping was a dumb, well, we need to be fresh, hip, and modern, and what's fresh, hip, and modern? Well, piping, of course. They didn't get rid of Batman's piping? No. But, uh... But, yeah, it's... And I also really, really like Robin's redesigned costume. It's it's a good look. It's a good look. I hate Damien, but I love his new suit. <laughs> It's a it's a good look, and John White, that new character, he also has a good look He's, with that like it, hoodie cape thing. It's like uh, the Action Comics Grant Morrison Superman for New Fifty Two, where it's like boots, pants, Superman shirt, whatever. But like, he has a hoodie. Cause I said it once. I'll say it a million times. Make that hoodie somewhere where I can buy it, and you will sell Spider Gwen amounts of that. Hoodie. <laughs> It's true. Where the hell... Like, if you have a thing that works so well... Like, why did it take so long for Spider-Gwen hoodies to become available? <laughs> um, why, why, like, why isn't this here? Like, when you have these costumes, you know you're, unroll you're rolling them out. Like, if they're so easy to make... Because you know they are. Like, mm -hmm. you, you drop them now. Like, you're like, hey, here's the new, the new suits. And also, here's some clothes you could buy to go with them. We yeah, were that'd be really nice. I, I don't remember who I was talking to about this. But I was really, really annoyed about the fact that, like, oh, Tiffany, we were, we were, we were bitching about how, like, okay, I want clothes. If I'm a nerd, right, and I, I want to feel like I'm part, like, if I put on a Superman shirt, there's some part of me that's like, I'm Superman, or I'm, I'm dressing yeah. a little like Superman. I'm not oh. saying I want to dress like Superman and, f and run around like an asshole. I'm just saying that, like, there's some part of you that likes wearing, it's why you'll wear a shirt with a logo instead of the character. And sometimes exactly. you want a character shirt, but other times you want the logo shirt, and it's because you kind of want to be part of that universe. And it's like, Absolutely. for me, there are so many missed opportunities opportunities where i want to see like uh different outfits that are from the universe that i want to like be a part of that don't right. then say where i'm from like when i was a kid i wanted a ghostbusters lunchbox right nice but i didn't want one to say ghostbusters on it or the real ghostbusters on it because i wanted to act like i was a rem a member of the ghostbusters 
Like, I wanted to act like when I'm at school, I'm, like, on lunch break from the Ghostbusters and get my lunch pail. Like, Aww. you know, it's that kind of a, the mentality. We were looking at uh, Her Universe, which is doing a really damn good job with some of their outfits. But, uh... I've seen that actually, her universe. Yeah, someone someone retweeted that into my thing, and they're making cool uh, outfits and shirts and everything that didn't exist before. Ex- well, like uh, Tiffany's uh, zip up, her, her her Captain Marvel zip up, oh, or is, the Spider Woman. Is that where that's from? It is. Uh, they, they do good work. They also have a Black Widow exercise outfit where it's like a like a you know one of the exercise tops and like long pants, like, and it's and it's like lycra or whatever. It's it's like a it's it's like a it's it's like if Black Widow were gonna kick ass in the Amazon because it's so fucking hot out. Like, <laughs> oh, that's what you would need to wear. But you know what it doesn't say on it? Black fucking Widow yeah. or Avengers Assemble or some stupid bullshit. But like, her universe also makes like a cool female Han Solo shirt where it's like a mirror version of Han Solo's outfit. I've seen those. Those are cool. But it says, like, never tell me the odds on the side. Which kind of defeats it. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, having a Batman shirt where it's the logo, and then, like, it says Batman underneath it. Like, I don't fucking know it's Batman. (laughs) It's it's an iconic image. We know what it means. Drives me nuts that, like, I basically, we need that, we need someone to blur the line between cosplay and regular life. I want to feel like I'm a member of Star Wars. Speaking speaking of uh, cool shirts and designs yeah. and people you work with there, uh, Ben, his Green Lantern like uh, oh, yeah. hoodie jacket. Where did he get that? He made it. Like, well, he, re- he got a green hoodie and he got a patch for Green Lantern and he put it on. Like that that is amazing workmanship there. Because I was looking at that and then I checked like superhero stuff and all the other websites. I'm like, man, I'm jealous of that. I want one. For I me. know but he made that. Holy crap. Yeah, and you can too. Actually, if you go on the first episode that it appears in, I think Tiffany gives like a, a step-by-step, like, how do you make it? Okay, see, I didn't pay that much. Now I need to go find that because I can't. Yeah, I don't remember what episode it was, so I'm really sorry about that. But uh, but it's cool. And it, you know what? Just tweet it, Ben, and he'll Not only you. do I want one, but I want to make one. Not only do I want one, but I want to make one in red and yellow oh, and yeah. all the other like, ones. The, th- the, th- the trick is you're going to need to... I mean, you know what? I'll guarantee you they make all the Spectrum in patches. Oh, I'm sure, oh, I'm so. sure they do. And you know, for the red one, because that's anger and that's more hardcore, I should get like a studded leather jacket. And I should try and you know, <laughs> work some sleeves into that just to make it a more hardcore version. I'll tell you what. Like, I had a 90s equivalent to that where I wanted... Where I, I got like a leather vest... Mm-hmm. And I made my own Superman logo so that it was like Superboy from like the reign of the Superman and like the Metropolis kid. Yeah, and, and affixed it to the back. And it was, you know what, for like a very, very young child, that was not bad. It was pretty cool. But yeah, I don't want to like reference the universe it's in. I just want to be part of it. That's, you know, right. I, but I also don't want to look like a jackass. Like, I don't want to go out there being like, hello, citizen, I'm a dummy who does. Like, or I don't know what day Comic Con is. That, like, that's I just want to think certain. <laughs> you know. I was gonna say that's why I think certain logos are so cool. Like Nightwing's Blue Eagle, I think is so cool because you could throw that on anything, and people would have no way of knowing. Legitimately, it could be a leather jacket, it could be a shirt, it could be a helmet, it could be pants, it could be anything. Like, and it's and boom, it works. Um, but yeah, uh, all right. But anyway, we've talked about fashion enough, and we're actually getting close to the hour. So let's make these the last couple of questions, and then we'll uh, we'll say we'll say bon voyage. 
geez, you know, maybe that's another team up episode for the future. We should tag Faust in here and talk superhero clothes yeah. and fashion and costuming and everything. I'm sure he'd have a lot to say on the subject. I, I was a big fan of Project Runway back when it was good. and Because of Tim Gunn. Because of Tim Gunn. He's amazing. Well, actually, I discovered him because of the show. I watched the show and I was like, who is this white haired wizard? And they were like, that's Tim Gunn. He's you, great. And I'm like, he's great. You told me about him and I hunted down a bunch of his videos where he critiques like superhero, superhero suits. costumes. Yeah, it's amazing. But I was so disappointed that they never did a challenge where they're like today's challenge is you have to redesign a superhero costume mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and because they always made dresses and, and and female clothes it had to be female superhero costumes which for me is like that's the hardest part to do it is like that's the hardest job so like what's, what's wouldn't... the last truly great female superhero costume that you can think of captain like marvel in modern yeah okay there you yep that's the perfect one that's yeah the answer like, right there. <laughs> and i only know it because we bought a, a zip a, a, a you know a zip up that was that basically too. that costume and it looks awesome and it's got like thumb holes and everything it's 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 super terrific not a huge fan of the spider woman redesign but like i like it better than most other redesigns they all got a little cosplay didn't they even with batgirl over in uh dc it's like well, let's make something that you know you could make at home yeah to put them in Oh man, somebody just uh, just threw some. Uh, Nimrod Canada just said, uh, "Imagine Tim Gunn going on that FX makeup show Face Off." Mm. I've watched all eleven seasons of Face Off, and uh, let me tell you, every time there's a moment of that, like first of all, we I love Face Off so much. That if you've never watched it, there's a Wolfman who runs a company called Optic Nerve Makeup Effects. And he is a wolf man. And he, he looks like a like an extra. Not a main character, just an extra from Underworld. Maybe one of the first ones. And uh, his name is Glenn Hetrick. <laughs> and if you ever look up Optic Nerve Makeup Effects, or if you're ever watching the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie, you'll, you'll see that it says Optic Nerve Special Effects Makeup for the Thing costume. And I'm like, did Glenn Hetrick make the old shitty Thing costume from that <laughs> Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie? Um... But yeah, I love making fun of Glenn Hetrick on that show, and I love watching him, because he's so amazing, and like, the more you get to know who he is as a person, like, he's this big buff, like, he's got a big chest, and he wears all his leather, and, and these rings, and he's got, like, tattoos, and he has this amazing underworld lichen, like, beards, and he has, like, eye, eye oh, shadow on, and he has, like, 11 cats, and he, <laughs> and he loves them all, and it's like... <laughs> He is so, he's such a fascinating character. I just want to watch. Way to be a walking contradiction, dude. I want to watch his reality show. Uh, someone in the chat just had a good one, too, because we were talking about shirts and costumes. Hawkeye's costume oh, yeah. is just a shirt now. Hawkeye's costume is literally, like, it's the easiest cosplay you can do. Are you, you know, are you fit? Then you're good. Like, can you spike your hair up just a little bit? Do you have, like, $40 to get, like, the shirt and the glasses? Then you're you good. Can be, you can be the Hawkeye. Yeah, you can be the Hawkeye. The, the, chat also, the chat also likes my goblin laugh. Yeah, I've been told that sometimes, that I laugh <laughs> like a creature from a horrible nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that late at night in the dark. When you're <laughs> and Joel's just watching. So it's like, Joel, is everything okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just watching this new Jimmy Carr special. Yeah, no, I just kidnapped a small child, and the, his his sister's coming to get him. So don't <laughs> worry. Um, 
Joel, why is your face painted green and everything? And why do you have pumpkin bombs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I hate that Spider-Man. I hate him so much. I'm going to stab myself with the glider. <laughs> but don't worry, I'll just come back and then go to Europe for, 10, for 20 years. In a very um, convoluted return. His return is better than most. Like It is. When they brought back Norman Osborn, that, I was a, as a kid, I'm like, wow! Then they brought Harry Osborn, and he was in Europe too. After Gwen Stacy went to Europe to have her goblin babies, I'm like, enough with the Europe. Yep. Like, why don't you say they went to Canada? I love, uh, I, yeah, I know, right? No, no one would think to look for you here. Right? I, I, I dig how he's dressing like, uh, how he's dressing like Hush now. He's got the bandages and he's got purple and green camo, which you can buy, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, that was like in one of the last Dan Slot stories where we saw, uh, saw him because obviously he had plastic surgery in Superior. Yep. So he's all bandaged up now and wearing purple and green camo and selling weapons to people. Yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> Can yeah. I just say, by the way, them bringing back Harry Osborne and ruining that story uh, where he dies, you know, so they could tell all those great stories about Harry Osborne. He's in, he's an American son, new ways to die, and then he goes yep. away forever. Yep. Like. Apparently, you never needed to bring him back, and no one, I, no one, no major writer was champing at the bit to do their Harry Osborn story. Hey, hey, now he has a desk job working the New York offices of Parker Industries. That's right. He brought him to in get there. His family back together. Yeah, I remember. I, I forgot because I, I remembered uh, the, the the situation was at the time he like took Normie and just like went underground. Yep. But now, yeah, he's working at the front desk. Oh God, so dumb. Anyway, uh, Joel, what is happening on Cape Joel this week that everybody can get excited for and go watch? Well, if you head on over there right now, uh, my review, ironically enough, of the new Spider-Man issue number 10 yep. is up right now. It's better than last week's, I can tell you that much. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> so your opinion. Oh. oh, thank you. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, you can see that also uh, because it's Wednesday, brand new episode of the Comic Multiverse. That's the show I do with Matt every week. You can listen to that. Ironically, it's funny. You uh, for, for the new weekly poll, we have Indiana Jones and the Inhumans as the thumbnail. Yeah. And we have another similar joke on that episode. That's because I am horribly unoriginal and I recycle my own material <laughs> constantly for different shows because I made that joke. On the comic multiverse, which I recorded Monday to test it out on Matt, then I tested it out on you guys on Tuesday, so now we have shows with similar thumbnail. Oh, you're working on your tight five? <laughs> working on, I'm working on my tight five. You see, that's the thing, is that usually when I come to the weekly poll, I have already, uh, what is it, worked that material out on Matt, and nice. then come back. <laughs> um... So, yeah, you, you guys can see that stuff. Well, there also, you go. Uh, I launched a Patreon not too yes. long ago. So Congratulations. It's up to like 34 bucks, so you can check that out. Nice. Keep it up, man. It's going great. Congratulations yeah, you know, on the 5K. Like, th thank you. You know, and it, like, like I wasn't greedy about the thing either. It's like, look, you know, when I hit 5K, I'll launch a Patreon, and if I get like even just 10 bucks a month to give my own podcast a home somewhere, I'll be happy. And I already have more than that now, so the rest is all just gravy. Exactly. Nice. Well, over here on Comic Pop, we got uh, a, a special DC Rebirth favorite episode or favorite books that are coming out that are that are directly the result of the previews magazine. Uh, I that, have that open in the other window. I was going to watch that. 
before we start. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. I really, I'm, I, I really like how that turned out. We were trying. We're, we're always trying new things. We're always expanding and 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 trying out new shows and, and and testing the waters for different shows. Comic fights is one of those shows that I'm really really proud of. Uh, the new like version of Tangents just launched where we talk about bugs. I have two more episodes from the Justice League Tower of Babel episode, which will be launching in a couple of hours nice. on this channel. Uh, so you can check that out. Uh, they're all available, and uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. I'm really excited about where we're going and, and how, you know, this whole community has kind of, like, been working together. Like, ever since we got back from California, it's just been like, let's do this, this, that, and the other thing. And it's, like, it's been fun. We're doing that new show with, with Benny tomorrow. Um, yes, yes, we are, which reminds me we'll have to touch base with him and talk about the three books we've all picked. Yes, that's right. That's right. we gotta we got to read books. Um, and uh, that's it. Oh, also, uh, yeah, no, that's it. That's all we got. So... Joel, thank you so much for joining me as always, and uh, thank you, Chad, for, for participating and, and asking some really, really great questions that kept the conversation going. And, yeah, uh, you, got, you guys made the episode this week because we couldn't come up with the topics. So, yeah, thank, uh, thank you, you for, for your... letting us talk for an hour. Exactly. Thank you for literally being the showrunners today. That was really... Yeah. You know, it's, it's nice to know that you guys pretty much... Uh, that, that, you can, that you can pick up the ball. You can, you can catch the ball when we toss it to you. <laughs> Um, as we it's, go, it's a thankless we, job being a showrunner, but you know, I know, um, when we go to, uh, when we do this again, what we'll probably do is we'll try to create a hashtag. So it's literally just pull questions. We're just like, that, that would be cool. That way the chat can respond to those questions and answer them and, and stuff like that as well. Exactly. In, in, in real time, in real time. So, uh, thank you, Joel, for being here and, uh, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of the Elseworlds exchange. Bye folks. Bye-bye.